Graver Group's podcast series, Talk Retail to Me, where we offer insights and realistic advice from experts in the retail and consumer brands industries. If you're new to Parker Avery and this podcast, we are a leading retail and consumer goods consulting firm with over 600 years of collective experience, both as consultants as well as leadership positions in the industry. Our firm uniquely combines deep industry experience with consulting expertise and world-class talent to deliver meaningful results. Our approach allows us to build successful, long-term relationships with some of the most recognizable retail and consumer brands in the world. If you're interested in learning more about the Park Ravery Group, we invite you to visit parkravery.com. This week, I sat down with Chief Analytics Officer Sam Iosevich, along with Senior Manager Dimitri Magas, who joined the firm almost exactly a year ago. Dimitri's been instrumental in quite a few of Parker Avery's pricing and analytics projects over the past year, with his latest client, a global grocery retailer. We're going to talk about this recent project and about how the analytics piece is just one part of the overall solution and how the human, organizational, process, and change management elements are critical to achieving meaningful business benefits. Hi guys, thanks for joining me today. Nice to see you. Uh, So Dimitri, you've been with the firm just over a year, I think, at this point. Tell us a little bit about your background and and kind of your experiences uh, throughout the past year with Parker Avery. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Uh, last Monday uh, marked my one year in the Grocery Park Ravery. Um, it's been a fully remote experience, uh, thanks to our dear friend COVID. But uh, yeah, let's start from the beginning. Um, so uh, my career in analytics started about 15, about 15 years ago. At that time, I joined a boutique analytical consulting firm where I had the pleasure of meeting Sam for the very first time. Um, And then over the course of 10 years, uh, together we deployed advanced analytical solutions for a number of large retailers and CPGs. Over the year, uh, I've seen many of our clients benefit from injecting analytics into their processes. Um, especially when opportunities for improvement were not immediately obvious. And with that, one example comes to mind. Um, it was late fall, and we just deployed sales planning solution for a fashion retailer, um, and we were maintaining the solution for the client. Um, and then one Monday, fresh set of results came back, and the forecast for winter codes was way under what was planned by the business team. Upon reviewing the model that created the forecast, we saw that it picked up a decrease in sales trend signal and projected sales forecasts below what was sold the same time last year, which definitely did not align with plus 3% year-over-year sales increase expected by the client. Long story short, that fall and um, uh, both fall and winter season that year were unusually mild and our solution picked up on it. Um, and when it was time to measure the accuracy, actual sales uh, were exactly in line with the forecast. And as a result, the client was able to avoid overordering the product for the season. We had to actually go through a lot of pushback with the client not initially believing the results. But in the end, uh, everyone, everyone got, got a big W. Well, the, by the way, the two, cli- the two clients that you're referring to are the two main folks that we were working with. 
uh, are now actually at our grave rates. So, uh, yeah. And by the way, we work very close with every day. And that's, that's, uh, Marty, Marty and Amanda. There's a small, so, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it was, it, it was a great, it was a great time. Now, obviously there are situations where you have to go back and explain, they have to go and explain to their management, well, wait a second, we're going to be down three points. I mean, that's a very hard conversation to have, right? But one thing that's very important in this business is, you know, you, you have to trust, um, you have to trust, you know, the, the model building you can't be, I think if you start making changes just because the client wants to see a particular number, I think that's being a charlatan, right? Um, <laughs> you know, in the long run, that never, that never works out. It certainly doesn't work out neither for you nor, nor for the client. There have been many instances, right, where Dimitri and I over the years have had to deliver less than you know just just i wouldn't say good news but 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 the analytics actually that's what the analytics said and most of the time the analytics were correct and so you just really have to stand behind uh behind your work and, and adapt and this is a particular example where it worked out extremely well for for, for the customer yeah if i recall sam <clears throat> what you used to say is let the data speak for itself let the data and, speak uh, for itself correct how do you bring clients along on that journey, though? Because there is that big hesitancy to believe the numbers. What kind of tactics do you all use to bring the client along and help them trust trust the machines? Yeah, I would say it's a journey. Um, you know, same same way how trust is uh, developed between people over time. Same time, uh, the same. Uh, um, essentially, the same idea is developing trust for a solution. Over time, our clients have seen the results come to life. Um, so essentially, our forecast or our recommendations bring value to, to the organization. And then the level of trust increased over time. So it's it's a journey. It's definitely not a not a short, short event. It's transparency. I think it's a, a lot of it is, is transparency, meaning you present the models, you present how you went through the process. You don't leave anything out, you know, without going into the, the minutia that, that, you know, where you will lose the client, but, but take the client along the journey and how you came to the number that you came to and then stand behind it. And if you do that over time, I think you build a trust, right? Which we did at that particular client and it, it pays off. Uh, I think it pays off for, for everybody. Absolutely. By the way, you know, Dimitri's being uh, very modest here. Uh, over the years, Dimitri has developed a few pieces of IP uh, that, that really have helped with this journey. One of the things that I remember is that a large CPG, uh, Dimitri developed a simulation, what we call now temporal snapshot, where you can actually say that, you know, what, what we're telling you, these results, really do make sense because we run the system many, many times, right? We run these simulations over the entire system. We, we see the results. We know that this is, you're getting a stable system. It's working the way it needs to. We can prove it to you. And uh, as part of this journey, part of this conversation, Dimitri actually developed uh, that methodology uh, that actually helped with the conversation that we're talking about right now. Yeah, I would just say that specific functionality allowed us to come to to the clients and say, well, we not only producing accurate forecasts for you for a specific week, we produce accurate and stable forecasts for you for every single week of the year, and we tested it and here are the results. So it, it essentially was our way to 
uh, travel in time and then show that uh, that our models are accurate and stable and they'll bring value. Yeah, George calls it a time machine, and I think he's, he, he's right, because you're really taking everything. It's, it's the data as you would have seen it, everything as you would have seen it at that moment in time, and, and looking at different cuts in time. And it's this time machine, uh, which helps us with, uh, with this journey that Dimitri was talking about. That's awesome. Absolutely. I know you just finished up or at the tail end of a price optimization implementation with a global grocery retailer. Say that four mm -hmm. times fast. <laughs> Tell me about that experience and, and how, how Parker Avery and the analytics helped help the client in that, their situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as I mentioned, obviously, I've seen um, a lot of clients benefiting from utilization of analytics, bringing analytics uh, into their organizations. In this specific case, the client, um, as you mentioned, was a large uh, global grocery retailer, and they were looking to bring science to their regular pricing. Um, so they, um, they had a lot of data, they had a lot of knowledge about their business, uh, but they did not necessarily have robust analytics uh, behind their decision making. And uh, for, for that purpose, they uh, decided to, uh, to implement a regular price optimization solution. And the role of Parker Avery Group was to provide uh, technical uh, as well as strategic guidance for the implementation to make sure that the client can realize the most value, first of all, from the solution, and also that the client can avoid uh, many possible pitfalls uh, during the project implementation. At Parker Avery, all of us have seen many different projects, what can go wrong with, with an implementation project. Um, and essentially it was our role to be that strategic partner to guide the project to the finish line. Of course, the main uh, role was to provide guidance, uh, but in addition, we also wanted to make sure that uh, the client is comfortable with the solution because AI, its uh, solution itself is great, at the same time, if human oversight is missing, that's when you can run into the trouble. And uh, hope you forgive me for another uh, blast from the past sort of example that happened um, at actually the same fa the same fashion retailer. Um, for for that specific situation, we had we had a uh, solution for a custom solution implemented. And uh, we actually rolled off that project at the time. And then one Monday morning, we received the news that, hey, you know what, one of our stores just, uh, just received a truck full of hand towels. And that's what uh, your solution forecasted. What actually happened is that one of the models picked up a really aggressive growth trend uh, for a specific store for the sad uh, hand towels and decided that it's going to experience exponential growth in demand, which was a little far from the truth. And uh, there was no one to check uh, the results of the, of the forecast generated. And as a result, the order was submitted, the order was actualized, and uh, you know the situation was not was not that great. Of course, we quickly came back and we we changed configuration solution to make sure that uh, this exponential growth in the forecast is uh, 
is never is never coming back for anything. Um, but that brought important points of having human oversight for the results of analytical solutions because analytics is only using the data that you supply it with, but then humans are the ones who should make sure that the results are actually making sense. This really speaks to the importance of the process of data management in these analytics projects. You know, one of the reasons that, uh, that I'm here, we're both here, uh, is we've seen this over the years. Whether you're talking about an on, on-site uh, solution or software as a service doesn't make a difference, right? Process and change management are a big, big piece of this. So the, the processes we talked about is, is, is important. You know, Dimitri's example, you need you need the human oversight in, in certain areas, right? It's still forecast by exception, but but you still need that human component and you need a process around it. Oh, and the change management, of course, if the business really doesn't believe in the numbers or what the analytics are saying, well, it doesn't get used in the first place, no matter how good it is. So if we're talking about the price that gives you the optimal margin, right, it helps you with inventory uh, and all of that. If they override everything that the uh, model says, well, it's not good for anything, right? So, so there's three legs to this a- analytics tool. And yeah, analytics is just one of them, the process and change management. Are, are equally important without without those. It's just that the analytics doesn't, doesn't stand by themselves. No, absolutely. For, so for the price optimization solution uh, implementation, um, in addition to guidance, uh, Park Avery also uh, developed a future state process uh, designed for the clients to make sure that clients are comfortable with using the software once it's implemented. And then also the conducted sizing analysis for the for the newly developed pricing team who would be uh, prime users of the of the solution, and then help to onboard the team and train them on the on the, on the usage of the tool and following the the new process. And then once it was all done, currently the pricing team is now comfortable with validating data used for the price change recommendations, and also is presenting the results to their leadership for approval. And then overall, the project is essentially complete um, and the client is now able to improve its revenue margin and competitive position using a sophisticated AI solution. How did the implementation and the work that you all did with this client, how did it change the dynamics and the organization structure of the pricing team? Well, the pricing team was something, uh, it was a team that haven't existed before. Um, so it was a it was a team that was created during the project. So essentially, oh, they we, were new. Okay. Exactly, exactly. So they uh, the team uh, consists of mostly folks who were with the client organization previously. So uh, nobody from the outside was hired. Um, so these folks um, already had a a good amount of knowledge uh, about the about the operations, uh, specifically pricing and buying. But it was a brand new team, and uh, before that team was formed, uh, we developed analysis to say. For this specific country, we need X number of analysts. For this specific country, we need Y num- uh, number of analysts. Here is Y, here is the approach. These are the categories, buyers, these uh, these folks would be supporting. So, um, so Parker Avery helped with that organizational design as well? Correct. 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 Okay. So, so it sounds like everything from organizational design to process to change management, 
and the analytics uh, analytics support. So it's just truly end-to-end. -end. Visio became my my friend slash enemy for quite a few months um, <laughs> in 2021. What about some other client stories where we helped with some AI and advanced analytics? I think all of the work that we have done really serve to unify uh, functional areas. You know, one of the things that we have seen over and over again is the siloed uh, solutions just really don't uh, don't work. We never understood, or I, I certainly never understood, the idea of a pricing solution which uses a demand signal that is different from the demand signal for planning, that's different from the demand signal from fulfillment, and, or, and then different from one from operations and different from one for marketing. Uh, so they're all tugging at different directions. Just it just doesn't make finance. sense. It's, yeah, it's finance. Yeah, exactly. finance where the budget is being derived. Yeah, no. right. So so you may have marketing, which is uh, coming up with something and then works with pricing to make sure that yeah that, that it supports uh, supports the marketing efforts. Oh, by the way, the fulfillment is looking at something completely different. So we have seen this working with grocery, for example, where you're running promotions, right and and then you advertise this promotion, uh, and then the customer comes to the store to an empty shelf. So, so you've done a few things. One is you have all you've done is reduced your margin, and 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 now you've killed the customer experience. So, and and for what? And so the idea is that you know it's this unified demand signal uh, is something Dimitri and I have been touting for 15 years now. And, and, there, and what we see from the vendors that we actually work with, people are really coming on board now. Uh, you'll see this unified message from many of the pricing vendors and, and some, of the, some of the ones that are coming in fulfillment. I think what you're going to see is uh, this idea of a pricing solution or inventory solution. I think that's going away. I really think that from an analytics standpoint, you're really going to have a unified message or a unified demand model. Uh, and it's it is becoming even more important in, in the omni-channel world. And so not only now is it is price, uh, it product and in the product price, uh, but there's also the customer component that's uh, that's coming in into it as well, right? So so now that we are selling product across or, or delivering product across multiple channels, the, the customer is uh, shopping, it has a seamless shopping experience regardless of whether it's online uh, pick up at store, goes to the store, right? Then you know it's it's going to be that much more important that all of these uh, these components are are connected. To get very tactical, you really need a solution or or a signal that that uh, that's one signal that connects the the customer aspect, the product aspect, as well as the as the geography or or store aspect. And all of that comes uh, comes together under one unified uh, one unified signal. So, Dimitri, what are you working on now? What's your next? What's your latest project? I'm currently going back to basics. I'm actually yeah. Um, so the project uh, that we just talked about is uh, transitioning to its uh, successful completion, and uh, I'm currently looking at a lot of codes that compose the unified demand forecasting system that Sam just Sam just mentioned. Lots of line of code to go through, but um, that's uh, that's something that 
um, that's going to help me just to be comfortable with leading solutions for implementation of the solution for our clients in the future. So we strongly, we always believe that the engagement manager should, should know a lot more about what, uh, what his team is doing. So uh, we have a uh, AI-driven Spark demand forecasting solution that, uh, that Dimitri is going, well, for a project Dimitri is going to be leading here shortly. Dimitri, although his uh, focus is more on the business side uh, of things, is uh, can definitely will definitely understand the uh, forecasting solution down to the lowest level before beginning the project. Well, and I love that because my first stint in consulting was with a very large global technology firm, and we had the project managers and project leads who sort of floated above and, and sprinkled their fairy dust on projects and didn't get too involved in the details. With this team, though. Leadership all the way throughout the firm, everybody's into kind of the nitty gritty and not in a overarching way, but all in a we need to know the details way because it delivers a better result for the client way. And I think that's really important. So I'm, I'm it's, it's fun to say I can totally relate to Dimitri, you getting into the code because, you know, I do the same thing with on a marketing perspective. And, you know, our CEO does the same thing when we're in the middle of a package selection it's not just sprinkling the fairy dust. It's down and understanding the very minute details because lots of times the devil is in the details that we need to know about. It's in the DNA. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of value there, really, because sometimes a client would ask a question during a project plan review meeting where you wouldn't have, you wouldn't normally have your analysts or data scientists attend. And the question would be, hey, how long would it take to provide a certain um, a certain enhancement to the solution. And if you are familiar with details of the software, you're able to answer that question without spending time going back to the team. Um, and then you have answer right away and it saves clients time. And then it's again, going back to that level of trust, building a relationship that just improves, improves it a lot. Well, it allows us to deploy a small, high-value-add team that gets work done very quickly and has, that has value very quickly. Love that. Dimitri, any advice for how to first go about implementing or starting to implement advanced analytics into either pricing or inventory management or any of the retail or CPG spaces? Yeah, uh, definitely I would say it's, it's, good to be, it's good to be ready for analytics because it all starts with the data. So it's um, if if any of the client organization is considering bringing more uh, analytics into their processes, it's always good to take a step back and see uh, what data is available um, to essentially to produce uh, to to produce analytical uh, recommendations, and then again either either try to bring your your house in order or to contact analytical providers such as ourselves to help with uh, uh, bringing data to to a good place. And then really just uh, going out there, seeing, what's, um, um, seeing what capabilities out there. We just talked about ours and then start that journey and because it's always, it's always good to spend time planning, uh, developing roadmaps of what can be implemented, what, can, what capabilities can be enabled. 
but it's the journey needs to be started. You really need to go there and try to uh, to make analytics part of part of your organization. So I, I would say that yeah, the, uh, agree with uh, on the data part. Uh, the the one thing I would say uh, in terms of data, you're never it's never going to be perfect. Uh, so I would say don't let um, what is it the perfection get in get in the way of progress. But but certainly I mean it it all starts it all starts with 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 uh, with data. And as Dimitri said, you know you have to jump in the pool, right? You have to get started. Yep, or you never will, or you'll be behind the game. Yep, for sure. All right, guys, thanks for joining me today. As always, I enjoy the conversation. It's always nice to see you as in person as we're getting at this point. Exactly. (laughs) From across time. Thanks for having us. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. Bye. So that wraps up today's episode. We hope you found value in the content and in the discussion. If you have any questions and would like to reach out, please feel free to visit our website at parkeravery.com. We also invite you to join our conversation on LinkedIn. Just search for the Parker Avery Group.